Are you ready? Okay, Smokey. Roll him. <laughs> That's silly. Shoot him now! Shoot him now! Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's Not Quite All Folks, a Lean Tunes podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hamlum, joined by... And I'm Jordan Schmidt, and I'm happy, I'm content, I'm overjoyed. Not only are we still doing shorts, which thank you again for that, Mark, but we're finally getting to some 40s and 30s and early wacky, zany, oh my god, Looney Tunes shorts uh, with with this one, and we're gonna do a bunch of these in the next couple, which... About time. I, I'm I'm really happy that we're here, uh, uh, especially now as we get to do some 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 bugsless, Elmerless, Daffy shorts. Which, hallelujah. <laughs> yes, uh, Jordan was woohooing when he got into the call. That's Pretty how excited yes. he was. Yeah, you know, it's 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 nice, and um, I think that. Um, the fact that we have more episodes like these coming up and we get to actually talk about, you know, the early 40s creators, which is funny because we don't really get a Clampett or an Avery cartoon in any of these. It's mostly Freeling and McKimson ones. But the fact that we get to talk about these mentalities and what made these so fast and so almost at times uncontrollable, that's that's great. I mean, you know, that's what, that's what a lot of... Um, it's funny because a lot of Lillian Tunes Twitter accounts are big on this era, and we don't talk about it enough, and so that's why we're talking about it, because you guys tend to like these. Yeah, the shorts we're covering today are Duck Soup to Nuts, Yankee Doodle Daffy, and Daffy Duck Hunt. Yes, exactly. And these are all, uh, well... <laughs> I mean, two of these are early 40s, and there's a late 40s one that sort of has the, is in the same vein as some early 40s ones. But these are very much the wacky, river-hopping, going-all-over-the-place sort of Daffy. And, um, you know, because that's the Daffy that is most prevalent right now, I think it's important that we cover these and have a good time with them. So um, I have the one that's up first, and... It is Duck Soup to Nuts, which this one came out on May 27th, 1944. There was a war going on on that day. Um, on this day, should I do the, should I do the old timey newsreader voice? Sure, why not? All right, all right. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. On this day, May 27th, 1944, the Allied forces land on Biak, Indonesia. Searching for... <laughs> anyway, uh, in their constant struggle to, I don't know, find Japanese forces and fumble the shit out of them. This was a Frizz Freeling cartoon <laughs> that was written by Ted Pierce. I don't have a lot of background on this one. It's... It's a Daffy and Porky cartoon. You know, it is what it is at this point. It was on the second Golden Collection, but, um, yeah. Oh, actually, no, I remembered something that is cool about this one. Um, oh. The, uh, the Blue Ribbon release of this cartoon is pretty much 
all that remains of it. Any opportunity to find a remastered or a any master of the original with credits cut of Duck Soup to Nuts has been unsuccessful. So the only version we have right now are is the Blue Ribbon version. Usually, most of the ones with the Blue Ribbon, there's like, okay, this one's out there, then there's another cut of this out there somewhere. This is the only cut we have, which, fine, but, you know. Thank God we know who worked on it, though. Yes, and also, uh, something to note, um, yeah, it's a fine, the last couple of weeks, we were like, fuck HBO Max, they're a horrible streaming service, they yeah, don't yeah. give a shit about the Looney Tunes, Unfortunately, HBO Max was a pretty good source this week because oh. all three of these are on HBO Max because it's a '40s cartoon. Okay, so the ones uh, I still didn't use it, but okay. <laughs> you good for you, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, HBO Max has this. Uh, they don't have any of the '50s ones, but they they at least have the '40s ones. They still have the rights to those. Okay, so getting into it, this is, there was something kind of meta about, and there's a couple meta jokes in this one, but there was something very meta about this opening, uh, where it's a pond of ducks, and it's just Daffy filing his nails going to us and saying, I kind of stand out in a crowd, don't I? Which (laughs) is one way of saying, yes, he's designed differently than most ducks, because he's a cartoon character, but you know. The actual setup here is that because Daffy doesn't have the reflexes other ducks do, you know, he doesn't hide the second they, they hide, they doesn't fly away the second they fly away, he does, he winds up sort of back at the pond, the only one left, as Porky and his gun comes along. And so this is, you know, another Porky as a Hunter cartoon where he's after Daffy. And it's pretty much the last of the plot because the rest of this is almost all gag work. Daffy spends the first bit of this convincing Porky that he's, he's you know, too talented. You know, he, he can sing, he can dance. Like, he sings laugh, clown, laugh, which is great because the uh, this version of the character could really sell something like that. I also love the individual frames of Daffy dancing here. Like, no other character in this era was this energetic, and, and they were nailing it here. The animation, even in this bit, is just really good. And he polishes that off by saying, yeah, I'm an actor. Uh, an actor. I've got a contract with Warner Brothers. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And then this sort of acting demonstration goes into, because he, he throws a, a blonde wig on Porky, and he does a Charles Boyer impression. You may think he's doing a, a Pepe Le Pew impression, because it's basically Pepe Le Pew, but it's Charles Boyer. Yes. Yes, they're done here. Somewhere a young Pedro Le Pew <laughs> saw this short and went, gee whiz, when I get into the industry, that's what I want to be. Yes. None of this consent shit. Um... <laughs> This bit does go on a bit long, um, but I did like him coming back, changing costume as the melodramatic villain and chasing oh Porky God, around. I that. I, that was very silly. I liked that. <laughs> Just like an over-the-top bad guy. With a big mustache and a hat. He's the kind of guy that would tie a woman to the railroad tracks, and I think they were aware of it. And we and just this little sequence of Daffy and Porky running around the rocket at high speed, and Daffy just stops Porky to say, Hey, are you following me, bub? That's very funny. There's a couple jokes in this one that would be reprised in things we've already covered. That doesn't mean they don't do it well here. They just, we've, you know, we've already covered ones that do that. But yeah, so there's this sort of phrenology gag, which I, I did like the early stuttering compromise Mel does for Porky. Well, what do you mean, uh, 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 what do you mean, uh, 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 what you said? <laughs> what you said. 
I like that instead of just, just doing another word. Um, but yeah, this this bombs on the head bit that would be reprised in Bowery Bugs. Uh, but I think it works here. Um, so, okay. The next gag I know we both loved. <laughs> yeah. Where Daffy glances down the barrel of Porky's gun and sees a centerfold, which is silly enough, as is the punchline of Porky looking at down the barrel and seeing Daffy in the same position. <laughs> same position. <laughs> I was actually expecting him to look down the barrel of his own gun, for, you know, gunshot or something. This is so much better. <laughs> yes, very much. This is why I love cartoons. Because yes. They can do gags like that. And, and Porky's even going, now you come out of there. I love that. How did he get in the gun in the first place? He's just got to yank him out, and like literally, he fires it into the air, and then Pork and Daffy just flies out, which is pretty funny. I like the fact that this actually mentions that like Daffy can be underwater for as long as possible, which he, I don't know, seems to forget in the um, the gag from uh, Golden Eggs where he gets blown out of the water and he comes up like he's almost drowned. You know, you're a duck, but you know. Uh, that would be a, a funny way of, of, of him getting out of it in Golden Eggs. Just sitting at the bottom of the pool for as long as possible, waiting for them to go away. <laughs> He's not coming out. Why don't you get your scuba diving suit on? Okay, boss. Okay, boss. <laughs> now remember, keep the flippers out of my face. Now remember, <laughs> with these oxygen tanks, you got just five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> we did this episode five weeks ago, and we're still doing the Rocky and Muggsy voices. I'm so sorry, folks. Uh, um, but yeah, no, the idea that, that Daffy can hold his breath for however long, and that you just see Porky slunking down underneath the water <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a submarine tank, in like a, like, like a, like a full suit or whatever. And I like the timing because Daffy basically gets him to open up his own mask by playing a traveling salesman, a brush salesman. And he just opens Porky's helmet for him and he just flies upwards. I love that. We go right from that <laughs> to the gag where Porky's just draining the river. No, folks, I've been so mad at your fishing skills. You just think, you know what? I'm going to take all the water out of the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, that's how the Hemingway one uh, ended. He's like, fine, I'll drain the rest of the river and then drink it. Um, it's just progressively draining the river and you see less and less of it. And then you just cut to Daffy flopping all over like a fish. <laughs> what? Don't you believe I'm a fish? No, no. Oh, I love that line. It's like, duck. <laughs> Don't you believe I'm a fish? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, it's insane. It's insane, but I love it. It's so good. And it goes right into because he's like, oh, I, I you know, I'm, I'm a fish, not a duck. And he, and he tries convincing Porky that he's an eagle, not a, not a pig. And it's this back and forth that would be used in baseball bugs and rabbit fire and yada yada. And it get it does lead to this visual. Of Porky convinced he's an eagle, getting up in a tree, trying to flap, and then crashing painfully. I, I love before we pan up to the tree, we just see Daffy as he raises his eyebrows yes. towards the towards the audience. He's like, like yeah, yeah, you can believe this shit. Look at can this. Can you believe guy. this? Oh my god. 
First of all, Daffy just going randomly, praise the Lord, is something I wasn't <laughs> expecting. Praise the Lord! Ah, uh, yes, as we all know, Daffy's of the Christian faith. Yes, Daffy <laughs> is a, a very Christian duck. Um, just see, he, he just going to church, you see Daffy Doug right there on the pew. <laughs> yeah. No! He's, he's first in line to all the Tyler Perry movies, it's a great thing. Um... <laughs> So then we eventually segue to this ending where Porky's literally like about to execute Daffy and Daffy's like, like blindfolded. He's like, wait, can I say goodbye to my wife and kids? And we just see his wife and kids, like almost like a funeral procession showing up to mourn. I love one of his kids looking down on Porky to which Porky has to sheepishly smile like, hey, sorry, kid. <laughs> no hard feelings. Just business. Yeah. Just business. And, of course, Porky can't do it, and it ends up being a ruse. We covered a Tasmania cartoon that had an ending just like this one. I didn't place it then, and I should have. But, um, but yeah, obviously, you know, that's it's all the other ducks running away as Porky catches on to them as, as we fade out. Which, is, I think, is a great way of, of ending this. It's like, okay, there's more of him, and now Porky's got to get them all. Uh, yeah. Duck Soup to Nuts is a really nice one. Uh, great gags the entire way through. Really good back-and-forth energy. Well paced. I love the ending. Just probably one of the better Daffy and Porky cartoons of this era. Yeah, I love the writing in this one. Yes. Very sharp jokes. Very off the wall in nature while still being somewhat grounded. Like at this point, they're able to still be that crazy loony energy from you know, the Avery and Clampett era, but still have it be storylined enough where you don't lose sense of the plot which given there isn't much of a plot here it's no, very much gag focused but it's it's enough gag focus where you're not like they, they they take time to slow down a bit you know it's not just fast 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 all the time all the time all the time and then the cartoon ends yeah it's good pacing is what i'm trying to say it's very good pacing in this uh very yeah and i think it's one of its strengths um i give this one a 4.5 out of 5 i really liked it same. Same. I'm also getting this nice. a 4.5 out of 5. Okay. <sighs> so the second short we have here is uh, Yankee Doodle Daffy. Yeah. It came out on June 5th, 1943. In regards to what happened on that day, well, there was a war going on, so yes. play the theme again. Yeah, do it. Philippine President Jose P. Laurel survives assassination attempt after being shot four times with a 45 caliber pistol while playing golf and whack, whack golf course and mandalooing. Wait, wait, wait. Hold the on, whack hold on. golf course? The, and whack, whack golf. Hold on. That, that can't be. <laughs> That's too funny. Hello and welcome to the whack, hold whack on. golf course where you whack and whack. And hopefully you won't get whacked. Oh, no! Well, you see... <laughs> Here's the thing. You have an assassin at a golf course. And the guy still survives. Yeah. Like, you have a lot of open air. You don't have a lot of... what? Like, was it a mini golf course? Did he hit the little windmill? <laughs> did he hit the... Did he hit the giant clown head he had to pop the thing into? No, I just about the assassin. The assassin is like, I got you now. Bang. Ah, shit, it hit the windmill. Okay, we'll try that again. Bang. Ah, fuck. 
Damn it, hit the giant kangaroo. It's, Shit. It's, <laughs> which is funny because that is why those obstacles are there to make sure you can't hit it through. So it's just with a with a golf with a golf hole, not with a person. So and yes, it, it was indeed called the Whack Whack Golf Course. It's like Home Alone, but with like Happy Gilmore or something. Exactly. <laughs> and the first I was thinking of was the scene Happy Gilmore with the gun the mini golf course. Yes. Or something from Blank Check, maybe. I don't know. But with less statutory oh. rape. Um, um, oh, my God. Yes. No, that's, I want to write that now. An action scene where somebody tries shooting someone at a golf course. And not even a mini golf course. A golf course. And just all of the bullets land in the sand wedge in the river. So that means add uh, a fi- an extra five points to your uh, killing tally. Um, <laughs> and I know next to nothing about golf as well, so I'm doing really well in this bit. <laughs> All right. So Yankee Doodle Daffy was directed by Frizz Freeling, written by Ted Pierce. Some uh, fun facts about Yankee Doodle Daffy. Uh, Daffy sings the song, I'm Just Wild About Harry, a classic loony yeah. Song that's shown a bunch of shorts. And usually it's sung by a female vocalist. Because one of the lyrics is the heavenly blisses of his kisses. Except, and he sings that, but it's the 40s. So we can't be inferring that Daffy's gay, y'all. No. So, yeah, so he stops, so he has to stop, go to Porgy and say, now this is a rough idea, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough I still idea. laugh at that in this. but It um... is, it is. Even without the context of like, hey, no homo, but well, yeah, no homo. <laughs> it's nineteen forty-three, no homo. Yeah, it's not cool to be gay until roughly after the war's over. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I mean, after the war, everyone was gay. Yeah, you know the big picture of of the um, of the big kiss in Times Square or whatever. There's five more of those with just guys. Ah, so this short entered the public domain in 1971. So you can watch you can it on watch YouTube. Watch it the hell you want. Watch on YouTube and not give HBOMX any of your attention. Yes. Um. Also, in Porky's office, there are portraits of Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, and Frizz. On the there's also there's also an Oscar in the office, which okay, yes. you haven't won one yet at that point, but okay, you're wishful thinking. Put your dreams out there. So our short begins with Porky Pig. He owns a casting agency. He has his own production company, casting agencies, but he's off for the day. He's leaving his office to go golfing. Oh no, Porky! <laughs> A mist! Damn it! Okay. A mist! <laughs> that would be funny. If Porky's on a golf trip. Or no no, it would be it would be the opposite. If Daffy's on a golf trip and Porky's trying to shoot him. And Porky oh keeps God. missing. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I accidentally hit the president of the Philippines. <laughs> Whoops! 
<laughs> oh well, that won't cause any mass um, hysteria or anything. No, it's no. funny because I realized getting back to the fact that he's he owns a uh, talent agency. This is not the only Porky Pig cartoon in this era that involves him being a major figure in a, in a casting and talent agency. Because you have that other one that was in um, Fantastic Island, where you had the um, Al Jolson and, and uh, those people. Yeah. Wasn't funny. Hey, no, it wasn't funny. <laughs> Why it's not in this one. Thank God. Yankee Doodle Daffy is a lot more funnier. So, as Porky is on his way to meet his friend Jose at the golf course, um, <laughs> Daffy runs in, pushes him back to the office, goes, Wait a minute. Listen, you must stay here because I have to show you the most, the most incredible client. The most. Here's my card. And it's. And it's, uh, you know, it's Daffy Duck, talent agent, and, and his card lights up. Patrick Bateman would kill him immediately. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. It lights up. <laughs> yes. That bastard. <laughs> hey, Daffy. Have you heard of Huey Lewis in the news? It is hit me square. Newspapers around. Hey, I, I knew this one from last week. Oh, the Yankees winning us quicker. Would you stop it? No, I haven't read this one yet. Come here, you daffy bastard. Ah! Oh, I haven't heard this one yet. Oh, uh, Ge- the, the next Genesis album. Oh, I don't like that one at all. They peaked years ago. Where are you going with that axe, buddy? <laughs> no, that's not how you hold an axe. This is how. <laughs> We just wrote that. That's another full Daffy Duck cartoon we just wrote. How are we doing this? <laughs> this is incredible. It's almost like we're really good at making up Looney Tune plots. All right. Yeah. So, I love Daffy just having his clients. And it's like, yo, they say he's fantastic. So, so he's phenomenal. One might even go far as to say he's mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> And he announces this, what, it's like little Louie or something? No, no, nah, that's the duck. No, what, ow, what the hell is it? Damn it, what the fuck? Uh, Sleepy, uh, something or other. He is Googling the name of the duck. Sleepy Lagoon. That's... He's a child prodigy, you see. And I love Duffy's ways of representing this child star, you know? Like, it just makes me think, wow, a bunch of young talent agents watched this cartoon and went, so that's how you get to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, they purposely Sleepy doesn't do a lot in this one, but the uh, the animation of Sleepy twisting the lollipop and changing the shape of his entire yeah. head is, is great. So, so Daffy then says, like, listen, he's great. He can sing and perform. Let me demonstrate. As he hides, as he goes to his curtains, closes the curtains, comes out, and starts seeing on Bob and Harry. And what I love the most about this cartoon is Daffy's energy. Because, like, in other cartoons, when, when Daffy's hyperactive and very on, it's to, it's to, like, annoy someone or to stop them from trying to kill him. I love how in here, he's just over... 
energized to sell his client. Yeah. So the energy isn't so much annoyance, but it's it's nice. It's a nice. He's just trying to entertain. Well, it still comes out as annoyance, though, and this is still very much a Daffy annoys Porky cartoon, and it, it's I don't know. Maybe it's because like you know it, it's it's trying. I mean, obviously, it's trying. It's it's not like Daffy's annoying Porky, but I mean, because he still has a reason to get out because he has the you know he has a vacation to get to, but it's still very much. Especially later on, it gets the tone of, like, you know, Porky needs to get away from Daffy, but the cartoon won't let him. And it, it feels like it's trying to do a couple of different things at once. And I agree. So, I don't know while he's doing this, he's, um... We cut back to the child, and he's taking out cards. Like, ham. Later, screwball. Very like, oh! It's like, like, even the child's like... He's trying too hard. Like even your talents, like dude, you're trying too hard. Yeah, you know you you're you're being a little bit yeah. much. Yeah, the whole thing about this is it's not even about the kid that Daffy's promoting. After a while, it's just about Daffy, and he's he's less selling him because he can't even let the kid speak for himself until the very end. Uh, he's very much about like you know just how far he'll go to give the effect of what Sleepy uh, Legume or whatever could do, and. You know, it's 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 it involves being a lot. Like again, like you have a, a, this wild animation that, thankfully, they're great at doing of him bouncing up and down in midair, singing wild about Harry, and doing all these big things. But it's it's a lot of big daffy stuff, and it just sort of speeds along. Yes, and I love the detail of. Hey, it's from the south. Can't you hear me shout? Talking with my mouth. Could you ever doubt? He's just wild about me. So then he was like, oh, yes, Encore, oh, and they give him Encore, oh, he gives him Encore, and gives him a banjo solo, goes back, closed curtain, comes out, and it's just animation of Daffy playing the banjo, and it's so damn wholesome. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> After Doc playing the banjo, it is not going to be confused with Bugs Bunny sitting down. Exactly. So, Porky is running out of the room, Porky opens the door, and Daffy has a devious smile for like a brief second. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, you're not. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. And I like that. And it, it's around this point that, that I'm realizing, because this is qualified as a Looney Tune cartoon, right? This isn't a Merry Melody. Yeah. And yet, this short has more songs in it than a typical Merry Melody short. Yeah. That's a. Uh, it's almost like that title meant basically nothing. So yeah, it kind of did after a while. Uh, <laughs> so I believe we think this moment where after he's Carmen Miranda next, right? Oh yes, yeah, Carmen Miranda. I didn't write a- anything down for this. Um, it's nice. Yeah. Hey, fun fact: Did you know that Carmen Miranda's sister was in the Disney classic The Three Caballeros? That tracks. <laughs> Which is Mick from the Yearlies' third favorite Disney movie. Oh, really? That's Wow! That is high praise! That's high praise. Whenever the film leaves Disney comes out, which I don't know if it'll even be out by the time this comes out. It might, it might not. But there's an entire bit we do on the Three Caballeros, and it's just... It... Mark, have you seen that movie, for the record? No, uh, I've seen clips from it. Okay. It, it looks good. It looks fun. It's... Meh. It's, um... 
it's a lot and it's it's wait, wait. it's odd it's very odd wait, and, um, okay this is a total theme park inside joke but jordan during this film lees does do one of the, the do one of the members of the yearlies because they because they left the call get replaced by a plant I will say we do bring up the fact that they are the mascots of the Epcot um, Mexican restaurant yeah. ride or whatever. Um, that does come up. So the, the joke being that because the animatronics there they're old, but they're not old. Old. They're not like from the seventies. Like they're relatively new in the world of animatronics. But but they're still kind of old. Yeah, but for like I think throughout twenty twenty one or something, there was just this recurring thing where. The animatronics would go down, so they'd like cover one up with a Mexican uh, blanket, or they take out the mm. animatronic and and put. I think the saddest excuse was there was one time where they just replaced it with a plant. It's just put a plant down where it's supposed to be because you can't because it's it's empty space if you don't put something down. So yeah, that's the, the big thing, and I think they're now all fixed. I think now. Operates properly, but uh, good. Yeah. Now, was was one of the animatronics down because uh, somebody started shooting four times at a, at a president there, and he kept hitting the animatronics? No. <laughs> no. 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 It wouldn't happen there. It would happen, and it's a small world. Come on. Yeah. Hang on. I'll tell you what you sounded like uh, if I could get this to. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Another Happy Gilmore reference. You see, we're having too much fucking fun. Even though these are really good cartoons, we're still having a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. Three caballeros. It's it's so, a trip. Yeah, okay. Um, and then um, Porky runs out, opens some doors. Daffy dressed up a clown and sings. Um, and yeah, and sings. Um, laugh, clown, laugh. Laugh, clown, laugh. So second one in a row. Yeah. On a record. I will never not see a cartoon character dressed as a clown singing "Laugh, Clown, Laugh" without thinking of Bugs Bunny going "Yay." Um, also, Daphne's for, for, for playing a clown. He just is. He I is. love his energy. It's great. It kind of is, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Porky runs out of the office, goes on a plane, he thinks he's safe, and then we just hear Daphne <laughs> singing a, a, a song, I believe from the military, from, from the Air Force, about, you know, oh, we're the pilots, and we, and again, very nice animation on Daffy. He's singing this song. And, and, of course, then Porgy puts on a parachute, and then he starts yelling at Daffy, and then, oh, wait, no, that's a different one. That's, that's, that's a different, a different one. one. It's later. Yeah. Though I do love the detail, which is kind of like a quasi-duck-a-muck sort of thing for, from that, but um, just we pan up, 
And there's Daffy saying, you know, your angel in the skies or whatever, as he's just, just checking his nail. And she's like, yeah, just being weird. Yes. <laughs> so they got a fair moment, my fair moment of the short, where uh, Porky is is running down the stairs and just goes, well animated too. Yes, very well animated, very silly. And I, and I just love like look at where he runs into into a corner and then just Daffy going. So don't you go and beat me, Daddy, to the nearest bar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love Daffy in this. I, I love him so much in this. <laughs> so eventually, Porky's just worn down by all of this. He goes, "Okay, fine. I'll see what your client can do." And I was like, "Okay." Go get him, and I do. I do like the detail of the child. Just packs the lollipop into a suitcase. Yes, very nice little detail. Is the exact shape of the lollipop. Yes, that's that's a great cartoon gag. As we get our ending, he finally performs. Let's bring time blossoms bloom again in the garden. I never quite understood this ending my entire life. Me either. Me either. Because he's seen this broad operato thing. He gets the last part. He coughs. Weakly goes, my heart. (coughs) As we iris out. I never got that ending. It's it's a non sequitur ending. It's a it's a I, random. Is is it his singing is so good that he breaks his own heart? That he took too know, many man. bites of the lollipop, leading to his heart to die. It's it's a it's, it's a subversion ending. It's a subversing your expectations, and it's just it's supposed to be a funny thing that you weren't expecting. And yeah, but for a cartoon like this, for, for a short like this, we didn't need that. Daffy was entertained no. the entire way through. We, we could just end it with like, like maybe Daffy's like, or, or, you know, or maybe Porky's like, you know what? I will sign, sign you, you, I'm going to sign you up. And you know, and then maybe like the child is pissed off at Daffy or something. It's like, what the hell? You're <laughs> my agent. Not the talent. It's it's just a, it's a it's a randomly so what kind of ending, yeah. and I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, but it means this, and oh, but it's, but it's it's this whole thing we're trying to do. And more power to you, but you know, I it, it's also like that thing where you have to really be like with the momentum of the short more to really like an ending like that, and I'm not. <laughs> So, um, besides that ending, um, I love the energy throughout this cartoon. Uh, Daffy is crazy, yet, yet in this context, it makes all the sense in the world. He's an agent, and he's trying everything to get Porky and Watch and sign his acts. Um, yeah. I, d- I do think the gags, there aren't really much gags in this. A lot of it is mm-hmm. pretty much, again... How is this not a merry melody? It's very music. It's a very much a musical showcase for WB, yeah. but how it's animated, how it's presented, is very well done. Yeah. Um. Controversial opinion. I don't love this one. Uh. 
the strength of this cartoon is your typical wacky daffy animation and a lot of that is selling it i mean the hook is good um but the actual story and through line to me isn't great because it's not really an excuse of an, enough to set daffy on porky like a can't get away kind of thing it was trying to do in my opinion a sort of like porky can't escape daffy and daffy keeps annoying him kind of thing but with a hook that would be befitting of a more of a less ch less of a chase cartoon and more of an actual plot-driven cartoon and it felt at this stage of the animation department that they could do both and i don't know if it all works out and again the actual payoff isn't great and there's again I, I, this one vexed me when I was a kid as well. I was like, okay, people tend to really like this one. And I'm like, all right, it's it's fine, I guess. But it's just a lot of like, okay, Daffy sings a song. Daffy sings another song. Daffy's doing all these amazing things. Porky doesn't really work off him other than trying to run away. Oh, P like, Porky it's, has it's, like three lines this entire short. He barely speaks. Yeah. So like it's, Daffy's sort of doing this at Porky, not with Porky. And that can only work so well. And, you know, I, so I, you know, I, I'm not as big of a fan of, of this one as a lot of people. I know it's a controversial thing for me to say, but whatever. <laughs> I, I'm allowed to have my, my opinions, even if they are bad. Also, just one more thing. Uh, Yankee Doodle Daffy. This short isn't about America. Here's why it's called that, Mark. Oh, is it because of the movie? It's because of the movie. Um, let me just yeah. double check that it was around. Uh, it was out around this time. Uh, yeah, the the, the year before, uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy, the movie, which is a, a James Cagney film. First of all, I've talked about James Cagney before because he's in the gangster episodes. James Cagney didn't come up as a gangster guy. He came up as a singing and dancing vaudevillian, uh, not vaudevillian type, but he. he he, because theater and, and pre-film stuff was more about singing and dancing, he came up as a singing and dancing guy, then got into all these gangster films, and then Yankee Doodle Dandy comes along, and so he gets to play the singing and dancing George Cohen, um, you know, the, the musical guy, and so he sings and dances his way through this movie and wins an Oscar. But yeah, this was a big movie in 1942, and so because it was this big singing and dancing Daffy cartoon, they call it Yankee Doodle Daffy. Well, I'm giving this short... Four out of five anvils. One may go even so far as to say it's mediocre. I'm giving it a three out of five. That's fair. That's fair. That's the most Gene Siskel-like way of presenting yeah. your rating. Uh. <laughs> Would you prefer to me to be the other Gene? Yankee Doodle Daffy made me doodle in my pants, but not in a good way. This one made me daffy and that I wanted to get out of the... Still alive! <clears throat> I'm doing Gene Shalit, don't worry. Oh, by the way, a fun fact. Fun fact! In that, uh, the critic episode yeah. that I watched that has Roger uh, Ebert and Siskel, hey. Gene Shalit's also in it. He does Hi, it I'm in this one too. too. So it's, Did you it's... see my review in the in Good Morning America or the Today Show? It's the Today Show. But yeah... I'm Gene Shalit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Good Morning America was uh, Joel... Uh, Joel, Joel Steele, yeah. Jo Joel Let me Siegel. just double-check one thing. Um, as we record this, Gene Shalit is still with us. In fact, by the time this uh, records, he will be uh, turning 
97. All right, we should do an alternate. By the way, we are saddened by the loss of our beloved Gene Shalit. Uh, a huge loss to all the people that make stupid puns while reviewing movies. He will be missed, as will his bow tie and ridiculous hair and, and, and mustache. Why must the good die young? <laughs> he was 97, Mark. <laughs> Someone who was good at puns would have died at 50. Um, uh, <laughs> worst episode ever. Um, this one that we're ending with takes us from the early 40s to the late 40s. And it's called... No. <laughs> We've gone mad. We've gone mad. And it's called Daffy Duck Hunt. It's called Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Hunt. And what were they thinking? First of all, when... <laughs> um, oh Daffy God. Duck Hunt okay. came out on March 26th. Hey, careful. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Daffy Duck Hunt. Daffy Duck Hunt. Not. Not. <laughs> You can cut this, and I'll do it in the Gene Shallot voice. Daffy Duck Hunt. <laughs> that man, that man, the Daffy Duck woo sound effects made a comeback <laughs> in the past two consecutive episodes. This I cartoon came out on March twenty sixth, nineteen forty nine. <laughs> um, Vicky Lawrence of the Carol Burnett Show and Mama's Family was born on this day. She had a hit. In the 1970s on the pop charts with The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. She's also still with us, I think. But, um... <laughs> which, which coincidentally, The Night the Lights Went Out in, jo in, in Georgia was also the same night that Chicago died. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone mad. We've gone mad. Um, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh dear god um okay um daffy duck oh fuck i did it again daffy duck hunt this cartoon was uh directed by robert mckimson and written by warren foster it's been thought of by a lot of people or at least initially as a light remake of porky's duck hunt um Oh, it's it's not that at all. Yeah, but people have been like, it's been a loose sort of reimagining of the concept. But because it's a Robert McKimson cartoon, we have Barnyard Dog with a different <laughs> voice than usual than his uh, Foghorn Leghorn inclusions. Nah, nah. Nah, man. It's a Mc you know it's a McKimson short because halfway through they go inside a suburban house. Yes, and it becomes <laughs> less funny. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to our thoughts on it later. Um, also, also, that's what I'm talking about. It's called Daffy Duck Hunt. Yet the title card says Porky Pig in. Like, yes, that's Porky bullshit. Pig is in this cartoon. Daffy must have been so miffed. Wait a minute. Wait, hold, hold, hold. In the run of screen time, right? I think when like Daffy's number one, the. The dog is at least not like Porky's. Like Porky should be third bill. That thing should say either Daffy Duck in or Barnyard Dog in. <laughs> Bugs Bunny in. <laughs> that would be it. That would be it. It would be like he, he's not even 
the fucking cartoon. Yeah. Contract job. Contractually, he's right. <laughs> I had a little bit of a cameo. I'm in the back corner, but I'm still in more of it than he is. Um. Okay. Okay. Um. So, I find it very funny that the opening move of this is as Porky is is doing a duck call to get Daffy. First of all, Daffy arrives in a giant fake duck, like a Trojan duck, which is great. <laughs> I love that. And at, at which point yeah. he, he removes all the all the gunpowder from a lot of the bullets in, in Porky's gun. If the cartoon would remember this, then he wouldn't be able to shoot at him later. But, um, you know. Also, Daffy, as he walks back, does a random uh, Monkeys of Quasiest People reference, which is kind of fitting considering that Porky's duck hunt had the um, the the radio reference in it that confused us. So, but we we do have the 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 empty bullets thing in in this first gag where he he empties the bullets and then goes and flies around in front of Porky so he can try it. So when he actually fires the gun, he's like, "Oh no, I got him!" and he just flies across with a banner that says, "That that's what you think." <laughs> that's great. And I love um, Daffy. Then puts on a dress. I love this. Again, he's not gay. He's not gay. He's not gay. But he puts on a dress. You got that Hayes code? He's not gay. Um, he, gets, he gets on a dress. Does a, a, a dance. Essentially a can-can. Pretty much. I love it. Just lifts up the skirt. There's a target painted on his butt. It's like, yeah, go ahead. Take a shot. And, of course, doesn't affect him. As much as I love the shot of Daffy dancing in the dress, everything about the shot of Forky and the dog just eyeing each other is beautiful. Can you believe this shit? What? What the hell is going on here? Why is this duck dancing in front of us? <laughs> it's beautiful, too. The, the horizon behind them, it's, it's a really good-looking shot. So, it just stuck out yeah, to also, me. Also, the... It just, this whole first section, the swamp area they're in, yeah. it's... The backgrounds are... Very love, nicely drawn in this cartoon. At least the first half is. Yeah. <laughs> very nicely drawn swamp and hunt land in this, which is very good. So, uh, so yeah, so Porky then goes like, okay, dog, go get the duck. I'm, I'm, I, they ran out of gags for me to do in this picture. Yeah, that's go literally it. The duck. It's, it's your short now. Yes, we're it's giving this to you, now. this dog. It hasn't been in a lot of Daffy and Porky cartoons. We are we are handing the baton to you because it's a Robert McKimson short, and McKimson knows how to do these rather than doing Daffy and Porky gags. So you go on and talk for about a minute, uh, and so we get like you know basically Daffy taking pity on the dog and saying, "Look, okay, you, you can carry me back, and and make it look like you caught me, but be careful of those fangs, Lassie. I bruise like a grape." And um, I love just raising the boy. Yeah. He's like. Oh, yes, thank you. Wow, this is a really healthy dog, is it? And I like the... <laughs> just... They... Okay, I don't know if this was the print or this was a, a, a choice made by the by the director. Just a lowered volume of Daffy going... Why, you more <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We just zoom in like, why, you... <laughs> <laughs> and then... We get out of the nicely drawn backgrounds of the Swampland as we go into another McKimson house. Yep. It's a house. We're going in a house because, sure, the action can be there. 
fine. And so we have this conundrum of, you know, Daffy being put in the icebox and the dog being told to sort of guard him and having this sort of conundrum. You, know, you have the, the devil and an angel gag, and it doesn't go too well here because, again, this is a new character that we're just sort of having take the brunt of the comedy here, and it doesn't work as well as others, but, you know. I do like the devil saying, Dad, go pay no never minds to that sissy talk. Let him freeze. Ah, shut up! God bless Mel. But yeah, eventually he thaws him out, and the whole thing is that, like, and again, it's a lot of it, it's very talky. They're sort of standing there and being like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to leave. No, you're not going to leave. And so, but even just the kind of things where, where the dog just prevents Daffy from leaving aren't as funny. Like, it, it, it's, because it, again, it's, it's not as funny of a character as Porky, and it's not as funny as of a conundrum. It only starts getting Porky when Daffy starts doing his thing, like making noises to try and alert Porky, like getting a random <laughs> bass drum and pounding the hell out of it. I do love that. It's just, again... I love this is our Mel delivery as Daffy, but I just love Daffy going. What's this all about, you bitch? Don't shush me! I'll make all the noise I wanna! Yahoo, you bear Yahoo! Hey, what's going on down there? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's great. And I love again, you know, then Porky beats up the dog off screen. Yes. Which is nice. Because you can't make dog beating funny. No. Don't make dog beating funny. Except, except, when, if a, except if a massive panther is, is, is beating up a dog or something. Oh, yeah, th- that's fine. That's yeah, but fine. not but not like like actual like owner abuse. No, we can't fucking have that. No. So, and okay. I did find this hilarious. But, you know, so the second time Dad gets pulled out, it's like, it's like he's in Balto. Yes, you know, basically. He's Balto. talking about the Alaskan sled mu- dog missions. Yes. Yeah. Daffy is Balto <laughs> in Balto, the movie. No, Bugs Bunny in hey. Daffy's Balto. <laughs> <laughs> what is the meaning hey, of this? Hey. hey. It wouldn't be the first time that Lydia's character had to work with Bob Hoskins. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> but it would be the first time that Looney Tunes character had to work with Phil Collins. So. <laughs> Which, once again... What did, we're back what did he to... do in that movie? Phil Collins was, the, was the two, um, the two, I think, polar bear kids in, um, in Balto. Oh. That's dumb. Also, that means uh, that with Phil Collins, that means we're back to the American Psycho thing. So, <laughs> which you know, when I first watched American Psycho oh, about like a year or two ago, <laughs> everyone everyone knows the Huey Lewis bit. Yeah, no one remembers he does it. He tries to do it again with Phil Collins, and, and the girls are just not into it. Yeah, because you <laughs> know, because apparently the 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 hookers he hired apparently aren't tasteful and don't enjoy Genesis. No, no, man. It's a band I've seen see, live. If, if he let him, good for you. <laughs> but you see, man, they cut that deleted scene where right before the hookers go into Bateman's apart, uh, hotel apartment, whatever. Yeah. They're, they're having a, a really internal discussion on Peter, or Peter Gabriel. Oh, man. 
Did you watch that Sledgehammer music video? Oh my god, I put it on tape. It's so good. Oh man. All right, well, let's go this Bateman fella. When is he gonna stop doing all the weird African drum bullshit? I know, right? If it's, it's good if he just does his pop songs and his music videos. Yeah, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to sound like Genesis completely, but... Oh, hello! <laughs> 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 At this point, we're just going into bits because we don't want to talk about this cartoon. <laughs> it's, look, it's... It's typical McKinson stuff. You know, it's like... It, it happens again, you know. Uh, Joe Porky's like, yeah, what's going on here? And then, then Porky, like, lies on the... I think, like, Daffy lies on the ground as he sees the dog getting beat up or whatever. Um, we then get this moment, uh, the third, the, the third attempt yes. where, where, where Daffy's just out of bed. He's just gonna, he's just gonna cause mayhem. As, um, I believe the dog has an axe this time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which, again, we're back to... <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Looney Psycho. Sure, why not? <laughs> As, um... Where are you going? I'm going to watch some Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's an axe, and there's this bit where he's. It, it becomes. It, it, they're also trying to combine it with like the Porky and Sylvester cartoons, where you know all these things are happening, and he keeps blaming it on the dog, as well as just a Daffy being this sort of like agent of chaos here, but not against like Porky completely. It, eh, it doesn't really work. Ah. Uh. Yeah, and you know, it, and I do like the line because you know, Porky gets out of the, the the pot that Daffy put him in or whatever. Yeah. It looks over at the dog and goes, "Bippy, Benedict Arnold, yeah. Benedict Arnold, traitor." As, eh. He could have just done eh. one or the other. I don't know. I don't think they needed to add in the little traitor after after that because it was like, like, okay, Benedict Arnold, traitor. Did people think they wouldn't get that? Is it the same focus groups that keep making all the lines audiences the lines obvious in all the the movies now? Do you have a contemporary example? Yeah, um, <laughs> let's see here. There's been a lot of recent ones. Like, like, like if you're watching a movie and you see a badly overdubbed line of "Okay, we're going to this now," as if you didn't like, you couldn't figure it out via context clues. Like, there's there's the one at the beginning of Glass Onion where it's like. Um, Oh, it's, 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 it, you just hear like over the, a text message, it's from my boss. And it's like, we could have figured that out. You didn't need to hold our hand through it, you know, and they're doing that in every movie now. And it's pissing me off. Uh, so after, after that bit, uh, once again, the dog is gonna try to get, uh, no, actually, no, this time it's Porky. Porky runs into the kitchen as Daffy comes out. And he's Santa Claus. I, I love that. Just random Santa Claus. <laughs> random ass Santa Claus. And then went to the Christmas mood until I look at the calendar and this wasn't planned. I swear it. But on the calendar, it's April. <laughs> Perfect. I have to look at the calendar now. February. Huh. I should probably buy a new calendar. Yes, it should. Yeah. Um, so, 
So yeah, I'm actually he's like, wait, what? It's like, wait, it's April, and oh god, how is it? It ends very abruptly. No, actually, I think it leads to this ending directly because you know he goes to kill Daffy and he's got a sign on himself saying, uh, "Don't open until Christmas." To which point he has the ending line of Christmas. By that time, I'll figure a way out of this mess. So, let me get this straight. You're telling me that this Robert McKimson Looney Tunes cartoon from 1949 has the exact same ending, indication, and line as 2020's masterpiece, Sonic the Hedgehog. A lesser man would die here. I'll be home by Christmas. Yeah. Exact same thing. Pretty much. But actually, it works because we had this really funny Santa gag, and it just leads into, like, all right, we're ending the cartoon now. But, like, <laughs> it's it, I, in my opinion, it was a fun note to end it on. Because it was like, all right, yeah. I'm still in peril. But, like, you know, <laughs> I have some time to think now. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll say this. Because it's 49, and I, I feel like this one had more gags than, than a typical McKimson short. Because, like, most of McKimson stuff, and it's very talky. Very, and this cartoon is still very talky. But the first half was great. That was, It was a strong first half. I liked when we were in the swamplands. I liked the material there. When we get to the house, it's typical McKimson stuff. So because of that, it 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 does kind of lose its luster by the end. Yes, the ending is good, but I feel by that point it kind of already lost me. Yeah, I mean, it it really says a lot about director mentality and creator mentality. I think that McKimson thought that Daffy's struggle with the dog was funnier than his struggle with Porky, and while he gets some mileage out of that, a lot of the middle of this cartoon sagged tremendously with more of the talky scenes, more of the set scenes in the house. I don't like McKimson's designs as much as I like Frizz's and the other ones. There's a lot more awkward, like, um, when he tries to do the sort of wacky uh, animation, it, it comes a lot more awkwardly in terms of uh, perspective and space. Uh, there are some good gags in this. There is a great ending. Slightly disappointing. Not awful, but um, some steps down from where we were, even if I didn't love um, Yankee Doodle Daffy. Yeah, I'm giving this short a uh, 3 out of 5 animals. I'm giving it a 3.5. All right. Let's see what you guys had to say about these uh, vintage Daffy and Porky shorts. Our first comment is from frequent commenter Spiderus Prime, who says, uh, Yankee Doodle Daffy is a wild time where Daffy tries to get Porky to sign a deal with Daffy's nephew, question mark. I guess. Hmm? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, Daffy Duck, Look, it's yeah. entirely possible that Daffy Duck has kidnapped a child. Okay? Yes, yes, I guess. Uh, well, Daffy Duck hunts is your standard chase cartoon, but the Christmas gag is funny. Yes, it is. We literally were just doing another episode that's going to um, air in a couple of weeks that where we bring up this exact gag and we contrast it with another gag. So we like this gag a lot. I, I think it's great. Um. He says, at least Daffy isn't in a circle of live-action women, which, okay. So, I forget when we reference the Three Caballeros, but I think at some point we reference the Three Caballeros because Spiderus 
just, I think, met us back with a Three Caballeros reference. Um, this is crazy yeah. to me because this has to do with a, uh, a yearly's channel video that has not been released yet. I don't even know if it's going to be out by the time this episode drops in like five days. So the fact that, and, and this is a very funny running gag that me and some of the other guys have about the Three Caballeros. Mark has joined in on it. It's great. And the fact that all of a sudden, yes, Spider I saw an image of the three Caballeros at a dinning exhibit. I may send the journal, like, dude, send this to the. And I did, and, and it's crazy. Um, I also have <laughs> pins of all three of the Caballeros from the last time my folks were at Disney because their hotel was being worked on. So they left a little pin set of the Caballeros with various degrees of under construction um, stuff. And so I have a Jose Carioca. <laughs> which factors heavily into the gag. But no, it's it's crazy that, like, Sp I don't think Spiderus has seen this yet, wait, and, and he's wait. suddenly jumping in. I, I, hold on. I, I believe it's in this episode. Really? I, I, I believe Yeah, hold on, hold on. Because, again, I, we recorded this episode, like, six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a little hazy, but um, it's entirely possible. That'd be something. That Spyrus has made a reference to something that you had no idea that that is. Spyrus, if you're listening, what are the next lottery numbers? Um, and what's the oh. what's the margin on uh, the next Yankee game? Because <laughs> the season has started by the time this goes out. So, uh, but oh, yes, man. All right, we have a comment on our Instagram from our frequent commenter and patron, uh, James Irish yes. at Irish, who says that Yankee Old Daffy is one of the earliest cartoons I can think of where one character cannot avoid or escape the presence of another. Uh, preceded by Tex Avery's Dumbhounded, the debut Ooh, cartoon yeah. for Drew. Oh, wow. By a mere three months, which is funny because I believe this year recently... Uh, Drewby celebrated his 80th birthday. So that's very nice. That's very nice. We have we have no reason to cover Drewby cartoons, no. but it's very nice. Um, it differs from the Drewby cartoon in later shorts like Drafty Daffy, and that her empathy is supposed to be with the character being pursued, namely poor put upon Daffy, who just wants his time off. Yeah. A conceit that hasn't aged a day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can tell you how many times I'm about to leave my job. And then a, a manic duck comes in and demands to, to talk to me all about his nephew's talents. And I have to say, sir, this is a retail establishment. I am not a talent agent. I will call the cops. Uh, Daffy's manic pursuit of stardom for his young charge is a vocal so showcase for Mel Blaine's singing ability and characterizations keeping the character consistent while switching accents and styles rapidly. Yeah. Yeah, he has the ability. Yeah. Also, and it's just it's so damn funny. Also, the phrase often imitated but never truly duplicated comes to mind when I think about the ham-fisted tribute the South Park guy has gave to this cartoon yeah. when summing up Mel Gibson. I've seen that one. Uh, it's a decent one. Again, like, I, I don't watch a ton of South Park, but I've seen that one. And the the second half of that cartoon does turn into Ma into Mel Gibson just being highfalutin and ridiculous. Because this was about when Fashion of the Christ came out, and they all have their different reactions to it. 
And it turns into a Daffy Duck cartoon with Osama bin Laden. No, 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 it's a different one. With, with Mel Gibson. No, I was, I, was, I was thinking about the other one, the better one they did, where it was Osama bin Laden, which was a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yes, they, they have reference. Yeah, that's the funniest thing about South Park. It's like, yes, they're crude and all these crazy jokes. But sometimes it's just like, let's just do a Looney Tunes cartoon, because why the hell not? Yeah. You know, it's like that one episode about, um, like, Uber and Lyft. And then halfway through, it just becomes a loving tribute to wacky races. Yeah. For no reason. Just, we love wacky races. Let's do a wacky races tribute. Fuck it. It's our show. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's always, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's a very, very, very silly show. Uh, in fact, you know who was telling me about that episode? I think Taylor was telling me about that episode. Huh. So, because he watches a lot of South Park. So, but, yeah, no, that, that from the yearlies. Watch the yearlies. Weeknights and yes. Watch the yearlies. Now featuring 100% more Jose Carioca. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everybody, for your comments this week. Yes, we appreciate it. We really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. So before we say what's the next week's episode... We first like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash TNQAF. We'd specifically like to thank Andrew, Triscrew, James Irish, and Samuel Adams, the person, not the drink. Thank you so much for your patronage, guys. Thank you. All right. So for next week's show, you know, we love watching these Daffy cartoons so damn much. We'll look at some more. Yeah, I'm down with that. Why not? So, for next week's show, we're going to add more uh, exclusively Daffy shorts. I'm, I'm, Porky may be in this, but I'm pretty sure these are exclusively like, like Daffy doing stuff on his own. So, what we got here next week is Nasty Quacks, mm. A Pest in the House, and You Were Never Duckier. Yes. A.K.A. Uh, Eric Goldberg's favorite cartoon. Yes, he loves that one. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of really nice uh, classics that people have talked about that were had charter moments on uh, Golden Collections drink. So, um, so yeah, we'll have fun with those as we had fun with these. Um, yeah. All right, so that's the end of this week's show. If you want to keep up with us on Twitter, you can follow me at Mark Hallam, 1995. And you can follow me at Tall Guy Schmidt. If you want to keep up with the show or give your thoughts for next week's episode, you can follow at that underscore loony or type in the podcast title. We are the first result. On Twitter and Instagram, right? Correct. On Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. That's important. Um, you can also find our podcast wherever podcasts are readily available. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Player FM, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon Music, our YouTube channel where we post uh, little clips, uh, animated antimatic clips of um, bits from episodes. We post those every couple of weeks. Those are fun. You can also find our Patreon uh, where you can jump right in at any of our tier points from $1 to $5 and support the show while also getting a host of bonus material, including uh, bi-monthly live streams, um, early cuts of episodes, uh, commentaries created just for this Patreon, uh, special gratitude from us, and uh, I think that's it. 
Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, you can find that on uh, patreon.com backslash TNQAF. Alright, so until next week, I'm Mark. And I'm Jordan. I'm going to go put on some Kevlar and go down to the golf course. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>